Hey, everybody. It's Jen the Builder. And Corey. Welcome to Take the Elevator. Yes, welcome, welcome. Man, May has had so many days in it already, and so we're right in the middle, and we're going to talk about more days. More days. And what's interesting, Corey, is that today, the 17th, is Pack Rat Day. As in like hoarder? (laughs) Pack Rat? Yeah. Oh, okay. And we have just recently watched some hoarder episodes. Yes, we have. And no offense intended to anyone that could possibly be a hoarder because I just don't understand that particular frame of mind and lifestyle. However, I do know that some people enjoy that and some people have a problem with that. I just think, you know, I don't understand it. Well, let me say this. I think I have a tendency to be a pack rat, but I don't think I'm a hoarder. So let me explain something. I had put a post on social media asking not so much, are you a hoarder or what do you hoard? What does your home look like? It's more, what do you collect in excess? Mm. Right? Because I think that would be one of the first signs of maybe you can be a pack rat. I remember this and the answers were quite interesting, I must say. Do you remember what some of the answers were? Well, what I don't remember what the answers were exactly, but what uh-huh. I do remember is that a lot of the things that people were collecting and in excess were reminiscent of how you collect. Yeah. So before I put anyone on blast, I probably want to mention any names. No, I wouldn't do that. No. Um, so there are people who collect penguins, right? And I could just see that's a lot of fun because my favorite penguin, of course, is Happy Feet. love that movie but i could just see a bunch of cute little penguins and yeah i get that collection Uh, another one loves to collect accessories earrings you know jewelry all things beautiful and accessorized i mean that sounds very familiar right (laughs) (laughs) yes so let me have a quick moment of a confession So for Mother's Day, Corey, you got me the most amazing jewelry organizer that hangs beautifully on a door and it has a mirror and you open it up and it's like, yes, yes, all the things. So now I want to buy more jewelry to fill it. I think you have enough to fill it. I don't know. I don't think so, because I don't want to get rid of my old organizers. It wasn't a replacement. It was an addition. Oh, okay. Now I get, okay, (laughs) you might need to go on a buying spree then. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And some women noted that they collect obsessively makeup, Mm -hmm. stationery. Pens. Yes. Yeah. And I, I totally get that. For you and I, we collect some things oh, and yeah. people might come in here and think, oh my gosh, they're pack rats. No one ever thought that. No? No. So we have a collection. I'm looking at it now by the beautiful roses over there. Uh, we have a collection of cake plates. Yes. And everyone thinks they're mine. They do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're I, not. Yeah, they're not. But I could totally see why people think it's mine because it's a kitchen and that's usually the space for the woman. Um, But no, they're yours. And I love this story with the cake plates, too. And I have to share this. Go ahead. You growing up, your mom would bake a cake, an entire cake just for you, an entire cake just for her sister. And I'm happy to say that I had a couple years when I was able to enjoy a cake just for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Now we are very aware of our sugar intake. You don't eat 
any cakes and desserts and stuff. No. So they sit there empty. <laughs> <laughs> For now. Now, we did have at one point in time a roommate that was staying with us that loved to bake and loved to right. bring those sweet treats and delicacies into the house. And I was more than willing to allow them to um, use my cake plate just because not that I'm that kind of guy. It's just that I like to see use for, of things that have a good use. Your mother also was baking for a, a while with us. And so yeah, we were using this stuff for that. Our daughter, Kayla, was also doing some baking, and so we utilize it for that. And hopefully, you know, in the future, I'm not against, I'm not anti-sugar. I just, you know, it's not for me. No, and that and that's cool. There were beautiful things in those cake plates and just the presentation, impeccable. So thank you to everyone who shared what they are obsessed with. Appreciate the honesty. And trust me when I say we all can relate. All. No shame there. Next, another day that is celebrated this week is on the 18th. It's visit your relatives. Mm, So that'd be awesome. I know more people are getting out and seeing people and connecting. And that's always cool. I have to say, as I've been out, there's a different sense of connection, family and friends, because everyone I think is feeling more comfortable. And so there's a lot of smiling faces, a lot of sounds of joy. Yeah. Can we share that uh, trip to Olive Garden that we uh, took? Yes, please. So we get to Olive Garden. It's a Monday or Tuesday. One Monday or Tuesday. So we went on a on a weeknight that was pretty much a average, ordinary weeknight. Right. What we noticed was that Olive Garden was packed beyond belief as far as the parking lot. So it was just mm-hmm. an, a massive amount of people that wanted to go out and have you know food. What we realized was that the waiting time was a, at least an hour. And in some cases, after we had gotten in, it was about an hour and 45 minutes. So you could just imagine how you know many people were trying to get in. And they have to have the numbers at a certain level. So right. as we were walking to go inside of Olive Garden, what we noticed was that couples were just stopping and talking to one another and laughing and mm-hmm. just really enjoying neighbors and friends and and not even people that they knew, but just, you know, having that awesome time to talk and, and commune. It's interesting because even though we're masked and so you technically obviously can't see the smile, but I noticed now when people walk by each other, you can just tell they're smiling. Oh, yeah. The eyes are squinted, yeah. the cheekbones are raised. It's just wonderful to see that element and atmosphere once again when we hadn't seen it for so long where people just really were suffering for, from not being able to talk to one another face-to-face. I mean, there are families that hadn't seen mothers or fathers or relatives in a whole year. Yeah, That's so true. And I want to say this, and no knock on any Californians, but California is not a friendly place. You know, I visited other states and there it's like, hi, how are you? How's your day? You know, there's it's normal to have conversation. It's rude to not. Right. It's normal to have eye contact. It's rude to not. Right. Very different than California. But now California is getting a little warm and a little friendly. A little fuzzy. A little fuzzy. (laughs) I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing, which I found so interesting. So we have visit your relatives on the same day. It's no dirty dishes. And I'm going to tie it real quick here. Pizza party on the 21st. That's a day. Okay. So I say, hey, you have a pizza party that guarantees no dirty dishes. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you should be using paper plates for Pete's sake. And if you you are visiting your relatives, dirty their dishes. Don't dirty your own. Okay. All right then. Every day.
we're going to go into the month. First, I want to say before we go any further is that I took a break from recording an episode. So last Wednesday, Mm -hmm. we didn't have one. And everyone was just so great about it. Like, good. You need this. That's awesome. Enjoy your time. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, and I, I was afraid to ask because I know how dedicated you are to this. And I know it's really tough sometimes for you not to do that thing that you know you really need to do or really want to do. So I'm glad to hear that people were supportive of taking one day off because that's not a lot to, to do, you know, to take one day off after right. going, I mean, hardcore for a year straight. I was reluctant but very grateful that I did it. So thank you to everyone for just the high fives virtually. Right. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. So May is, you know, an entire month and there are things that are celebrated and honored and observed throughout the whole month. One of them, of course, huge to me is Asian American, but then there's Pacific Islander as well. So I wanted to stick with Asian American being Filipino. Okay. And, I would love for you to share, Corey, because I am the first Asian that you've dated and and married. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That I know. And that I know of. (laughs) So what was it about my culture that really spoke to you? Man, it's so many things. And I only pause because, I mean, the the amount of things that raced through through my mind was just incredible. And so I'm going to start here. Uh, the desire for comic relief automatically <laughs> flooded my brain. The Filipino culture loves to laugh. They mm. love to be comical. Um, even sometimes when it's not comical, <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> they love to be comical. They love yeah. to crack jokes and be funny and just do the the weird off the wall things to get a good laugh, you know. But then I also know that this is a very intelligent culture. And I'm not saying there's cultures that are unintelligent. I'm just simply saying the intellectual level is a a little bit more stimulating for me. I also know that the food is impeccable. Yes. True story. I'm not making this up. When I first met Jen, I remember going to her house and hanging out and we talked a lot and shared a lot. And Jen had two children and I had one, but my my son hadn't been introduced to Jen yet. So we found ourselves spending a lot of time at, at the house. One of the best things about spending time at a Filipino house is someone's always cooking. Right. <laughs> someone's always <laughs> making something good to hey, eat. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and mom was in the kitchen doing her thing. Yeah. And I just was like, oh my God. Gosh, this smells so good. I hope they asked me to stay. And then sure enough, hey, are you going to stay for lunch? Yeah, I don't have any plans. And the food was off the hook, man. I mean, and you know this. I asked, why Why do people go to restaurants? You sure did. You got beef and broccoli here. You got, you know, fried rice. You got this and that. Why would you go out? Let's just eat here for the rest of our lives. And that was uh, a treat for me. Right. To say the least. Um, Also, and and everyone's going to know right away, anybody Filipino is going to know right away what I'm saying. Our mom would karaoke until three, four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And we just began, that was became a tradition to just karaoke. Right. I never karaoke in my life before because I thought, you know, that's kind of weird to just, you know, you call yourself a singer and then you got to pretend sing. But it wasn't. It's very, it's taken very seriously. But it's a lot of fun. 
to me the the ability to karaoke and and then to do it for quite some time and and now I'm introduced to karaoke bars and piano bars and all these other things that you know are out there for entertainment. Um, I guess the the last thing for me that stood out a lot of these things are very similar to my culture. Right. But the dressing and designing and clothing and shopping, the Filipino <laughs> culture is very much so into aesthetics, just like, you know, I believe I am. And I, I know other people are, but it's different when you're in it with the, with someone that's like minded like you. So, yeah, those are a lot of the things that, that stood out right away for me. Right. To mention the love and happiness and joy and family camaraderie and all that good stuff as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. I love all the things that you've shared about my culture and the whole time you spoke about it, Corey, I literally was smiling the whole time because there's a joy when people understand your culture mm -hmm. and they see the beauty in it and they know all the different things. And that's important for us in a marriage because my culture is a big part of who I am and how I process things at times. You know, what I love about this story, guys, is Corey said before we met that he prayed for a woman and just family was so important to you. Yes, like it was he, very important. To yeah. You. My mom is one out of 14 and I have a plethora of cousins. And Corey, you did so well with remembering everyone's names. I was floored. That's always that's a been, whole bunch of people. Yeah, that's always been a, a a gift of mine. And I I don't I don't want people think oh he thinks he's talented at everything. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying I've just had to learn to memorize due to I don't know how to even say it. I mean, like in school, it was easier to memorize things than to just learn them. And I don't I didn't learn learn a lot of things. I'm just memorizing them so I can know how to do them. And doing that, I was the same way with names. So once I knew a name and I could put the face and the name together, I very rarely forget. That's a gift. Well, when we come back, I'm going to bring up a person in my family and link the importance of part of my culture to another thing that's recognized through the month. And that's called gifts from the garden. Mm. And so I can't wait to have that conversation. Indeed. Every All right, we talked about the food for the Filipino culture. And I think food in just all the way around for Asia is such a huge part of it, right? So I remember my grandmother, and unfortunately, you didn't get to meet her, but wow. I've shared so many stories about grandma and I've showed you pictures. And I think her personality just really shows in pictures. It really did. Right. And she was so comical and so loving and funny and giving and hardworking and just did not stop. Well, if you got 14 kids, you're right. going to be working right. quite a bit. Trust right. me. Right. And she babysat a lot of my cousins while yeah. our parents worked. So, two things is the photographs. That's another thing that's celebrated this month. So, I'm, we're going to talk about photographs. Take them, capture your loved ones, capture those special moments. Because as you guys know, it, there's something to be said when you go back in time and you look at those pictures. And I told whole stories to you, Corey, about my grandmother based on those pictures. Another thing about my grandma is she loved her garden. And this is no exaggeration. When my grandmother died, so the night before she passed away, this is so intense. 
And it's such a beautiful story to me. She got up in the middle of the night, went out to her garden, which is something she tended to every day and was like her pride, her joy. In fact, I remember when she told me that I don't have any money, but what I'm leaving my family are my fruits and my vegetables. That was like her legacy. That was her gift to the family. I'll take it. Right? The night before, she went out to her garden and she hooked up food. And when you're talking about the Filipino culture, the spread is insane. It's like all sorts of food just everywhere. And they lay it out with such pride. And so she prepared a meal, if you can imagine, for about 100 people. Wow. Because that's her family. And we didn't have a get together really planned, although we did pretty much every weekend got together and spend time with her. Right. It was so surreal and a totally, uh, ex- it was an experience where you just wanted to stop time because when she passed away, we went back to her house. She was living with my aunt and there was all this food prepared to know that that would be the last meal, you know, that you would eat um, by, um, prepared by your hands was just crazy. I don't know if you've had a meal like that, Corey, where there was like huge emotional ties to it. No, I have not. Oh, it, that was something we said. Usually our family, very loud. Everyone just ate their meal quietly and in such a state that that was my first and only experience like that. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, Grandma, thank you for spreading your love and, and just the gifts from the garden, which is what we're going to talk about. We don't have a garden, but Corey, we did. And you were our gardener and you were so gifted in the design and growing things. And I just want to know if you would share some of the things that gardening brought to your life. I sure will. And I first have to start off by saying I can't take all that credit. I had two awesome individuals aiding and helping me with that garden. Um, the, the most important part of any garden is the very beginnings of it, the planning of everything, the making sure everything is, is set and being nurtured and fed the right way. And Auntie Lil, uh, your godmom, yeah. assisted me in that very closely. Also, mom helped me with that. Um, mom, My mom. Yeah, yeah, mom Judith helped me with that and watching it grow and making sure everything was, was set up the right way. And from there, it was really easy. You know, after you have everything planted, it's it's just pretty much making sure you water. And, and when you know how to plant from that point on, you know where to put stuff, how to arrange it. And I had a really good helping hand. And then I had a great palette because the backyard was already set up perfectly. Right. It just was not looking that good because it was weeds and dead grass and, and so forth and so on. After we got that grass to growing and planted the the flowers that we wanted and liked and then began to plant, you know, I, I believe we planted some trees back there, palm trees and then some fruit trees. Yes. And I can't remember all the, the fruit trees we had planted, but at least four of them. And we had started working on an avocado tree. It was just gorgeous. And then I thought to myself, you know what? Let's go the extra step. Let's put some sun shades or sail shades up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we did that and it, it just came together and it was very nice to be able to do that. And so relaxing when you're out there and time just kind of 
stood still for for right. hours in and hours out while you're just beautifying this landscape and and able to connect with nature and now you got trees and plants and flowers and things growing and and you feel like man this backyard is alive and it really was and i missed that a great deal you know we we live off of a golf course right now and unfortunately we have golf balls coming into our backyard and i don't want to be <laughs> right. hitting the head so that's why i'm you know resisting going out there trying to do it again right now but hopefully we're able to pass this petition per se to have a net raised and, and then we'll be able to do some gardening back there so we won't be in fear of our lives. Right. right. <laughs> you just shared so wonderfully the benefits and the joys of having a garden. I don't think there's much for me to add, maybe just a couple of things. And I'm not going to reiterate what you said because you said it so beautifully. I actually had a huddle with a team around nature and going out and seeing these things all circled around the word hope and what creation and gardening can teach us about hope. And so the things that were shared were amazing. They took pictures and stuff like that. So like you said, like you see life, you see color and there's a peace, you know, when you're amongst it. And even the conversations you have are different when you're in your garden, you're talking to people. I remember our backyard, that was a place of solace for me. Mm -hmm. It was a place where I could just let go of my concerns and really just give full attention to the beauty that was around me. And so the de-stressing properties of gardening are so amazing. Now, Incredible. I, right. You actually did the physical gardening I just came around like a little princess and clipped, clipped here and there <laughs> and, you know, stuck different things for the aesthetics part of it. But so physical fitness obviously is one of those positive attributes towards gardening. And then the food. I mean, that's the freshest food you can have. Yeah. You know, we're so worried about organic and are there any chemicals added to this? And not when it's your own garden, you run that, you rule that. So I just, again, when my grandmother made things and I have aunts now who garden and when they prepare food, it's just a different taste. It's, it's just fresh. Yeah. Right. One of the things for me is aside from family time, it just stimulates creativity and it could be a combination of being outside and catching that lovely vitamin D and then just catching all the beauty that's around us and the colors and the sounds of the birds. And then what a garden creates for you, because now you've got the little squirrels running around, the birds, the butterflies, the hummingbirds, you know, I mean, that whole picture is just a beautiful thing to have as part of your everyday life. And for me, what it did, and I can only speak from a personal point of view, um, being in nature like that consistently for that amount of time your eyes get used to seeing those things that you just spoke of the mm. colors the animals the water being on top of the flowers or falling through the grass blades you're seeing this so yes. regularly that your mind is able to capture that that view if you can imagine sitting in front of a tv for hours in and hours out and never getting into nature, your mind is used to seeing what's on the TV. So you're pretty much going to be thinking about what's on the TV. And if you should ever try to draw anything, you're not going to draw something in nature. You're going to draw something that, that's in on the television. Right. And if you're in the nature, you, you're going to pretty much want to draw something or see something or visualize something in nature. So that I think that's what helped me yeah. to be more creative. Yeah. 
things are coming to my mind, so I don't really know that we're going to do P.S. to this. So guys, consider this the P.S. if you don't mind. Another thing about gardening that I love is two things. It exercises patience Mm because you've got to wait for things to grow and you know what it's what it could look like. And then what it does look like, I think, far exceeds your imagination because nature has a way of creating itself and being its own art form. Right. So and then what I love is, is there's surprises when you garden. It's like, hey there, little guy, I wasn't expecting you. Where'd right. you come from? <laughs> You're here a lot sooner than I anticipated. <laughs> right. And so it's just that that circle of life thing. I think we're going to do this. We're going to connect. I'm going to put a post on jenthebuilder.com. Please visit us there. I'm going to ask for any photographs you have of your garden. And I would love for you to share that. That would be awesome to see. I don't have a garden, as we've stated, but... We don't have a garden. However... Yes. I see little guys sprouting all over the place in this house because you are doing so much better at growing and nurturing your plants. (laughs) Yes, I am. She said, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm looking around, literally looking around, and I'm seeing life in the house through the plants and flowers, and I'm so happy. So happy. And even when we walk up to our front door, the way things are growing in that area in the front yard. Remember I said, oh, smell that. It smells so good. Yeah, it really smelled very nice. Yeah. So we're going to end this with this. Smell the roses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know us. It take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day.